0: Welcome back, Secret Squad. I hope that you all are having a very positive start to the summer. Today's episode is a little different. We're talking about something that I don't hear women talk about enough. and that's do-it-yourself home repairs and renovations. That's something I, I have to tell you I really love. so, Roll up your sleeves, Secret Squad. We're about to get down and dirty. This is the secret to being a do-it-yourself diva. To help me with this topic, I have the amazing Barbara Kavavit dialed in. Barbara owns the largest female-owned construction company in New York, Evergreen Construction. Hello, Barbara.
1: Robin, you had me at down and dirty.
0: (laughs) Here I am. Well, listen, I have a lot more things to tell the secret squad about you, but I can never, ever tell the secret squad and all the listeners out there who I have on and then continue speaking without letting you say
1: hello and letting me say welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for getting my name right, because not even Andy Cohen could get my last name right. Oh,
0: well, listen, (laughs) it's very important to me to always get someone's name right, especially someone who I'm so impressed with and someone who is just so amazing like you. So you're welcome. Thank
1: you. So, you know, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I think home improvement equals self-improvement. So if you know how to be able to do the minor and things in your home, fixing, repairing, then you'll be able to do anything in life. That's my belief.
0: Gosh, I love that. I love the sound of that. Let me finish telling everyone everything it is I want them to know about you. Okay. So listen to this, Secret Squad. She's obsessed with making sure women know what it takes and what they need to be able to take care of anything that comes up on their own.
1: If you want to be an independent woman these days, it's so important, especially because women are owning their own homes. They're living alone. Not only that, but, you know, if they're with their partner, you know, why be a damsel in distress? I mean, there is no reason you shouldn't know how to hang a picture um, or fix a leaky faucet or stop a running toilet. You should know how to do all those things and you should also be able to save time and save money and do it yourself. That's I, the bottom line.
0: Thank you. I so agree with you and that's why I am so thrilled that you are joining me today. Sadly, we're not together in the same room. But of course, we all understand why we're connecting over this Zoom. And that's okay. That's okay. I think it's just another reason why it's a good example of how women can get anything done. We don't have to be in the same room together for you to spread all of your brilliance and to proved how women can be strong, they can be independent, they can get whatever needs to get done, they can get it done. So let me ask you this. Why do you think so many women are intimidated by getting down and dirty with renovations and repairs around their homes?
1: Well, let me tell you why, Robin, because I think if you don't change the gene pool, so for example, Women or moms have always taken their daughters and baked the cakes or fixed the perfect doily on the dining room table. You know, it was never that they were in the garage with their dad learning how to hold a hammer. Um, So when I was nine years old, my dad, I was playing with the Barbie dolls and my dad came home with two by fours and he put a hammer in my hand. And he said, Barbara, you're gonna learn how to nail you know, nail um, studs and understand how to build. So we built bunk beds together for my sister and I, and we slept on them. So for the next three weeks, I was building bunk beds with my dad. And it was such like a feeling of encouragement for my dad to be patient with me and to really teach me how to build. And that gave me like this feeling of, you know, being empowered as this nine-year-old girl. And so that feeling was, I stayed with that feeling my whole life. And that's why I'm so, I try and encourage other women and men, of course, to be able to do things for themselves.
0: Wow. You know what? That (laughs) speaks volumes about your father, I believe, and so much about you as a young lady, because think of how he felt spending that quality time with you. And then you also, like you just said, spending that quality time with him And then the accomplishment of going to bed every night, knowing you built that bed you were sleeping in.
1: Right, I used my hands, you know, it was that father-daughter relationship. It doesn't have to be a father-daughter, it could be anybody, any mentor, that's gonna take the time, have the patience to teach you. And that gave me, that changed my genes. So instead of me like being in fashion or something where women maybe, you know, typically go, I started a construction company right out of college. Wow. So I started a home improvement business, and I focused on helping women get those minor things done in their homes. And then I built it into the largest female-owned construction company in the United States. Wow. So And that's what I do today. <laughs> well, so are, so it would
0: be true to say that when you were 12 years old, that young, you fell in love with the construction world. You You I really th- believe you set the first step towards your future career.
1: You know what I fell in love with? I fell in love with the feeling of confidence. I fell in love with the feeling of, I believe that I can do anything I put my mind to do because my dad made me believe that. So when he put a hammer in my hand and we built something tangible and we built it together, it was almost like a feeling, Robin, of there was nothing I wasn't able to do. And that was a gift he gave me. Oh, I love that.
0: And can I just, Made me make this comment and question because I'm looking at you, and you obviously did not just have to make a decision to either go towards this type of life of construction and the do it yourself and turn away from your femininity and your right. role as a woman. I'm looking right. at you, you're beautiful, you're feminine you obviously still embrace that role in your life. So it can be said that you don't have to choose one role in your life. You can embrace yourself as a woman and still embrace that role in the construction world as you have, don't you agree?
1: Yes, I totally agree. And it just really goes to show that, I mean, when I grew up, I grew up in the Bronx. We didn't come from any money. I wasn't given anything to start my business. It was just this sweat equity that I put in, standing out in a shopping center, going up to women, asking them if they needed things done in their home. And it was really um, just being, you know, persevering, being determined, being tenacious, but really still having that femininity Uh that, I've never lost. Like, I still, you know, want to get my nails pretty uh-huh. and I want to just always have my hair done and look professional, but I'm a builder. So, those are the things that I love to do. Like, when I get a project like that, and it's like the emotional ghosts are kind of, you know, lingering in this office, and I feel like I'm doing it for other women too. Like I'm giving, I'm a pioneer in this business and Mm -hmm. I'm giving other women the ability to believe that they can do it too. And, you know, still have a line of tools that I designed for women and that can empower them in the home and, you know, write books and, and, and things like that. Oh, I
0: love (laughs) it. So, so basically you just pursued your passion and it happened to be in the construction world, the do-it-yourself world. Do you did you find it difficult navigating basically a male-dominated industry?
1: You know, Robin, that's a great question. And every day it's a challenge. I've been in this business for 25 years. Oh. And every day I'm still challenged with how much knowledge can you really People ask me how much knowledge can you really have as a builder, as a general contractor, especially in the toughest city in the world? And you know, as a woman, I had to prove myself and know ten times more than the man than a guy to be considered equal. And still. I'm still challenged with that every day, but that's okay uh-huh. because that gives me a leg up, so to speak, because I'll always go onto a job site. And I'll be more prepared. And women have this great ability to be detail-oriented. Uh-huh. And, and that's what you need in construction. So, you know, I really know what I'm good at. And I know what I have, my assets are in this business. So, and that's why I'm, you know, given the opportunity. And I just work a lot harder, wow. <laughs> you
0: know? Wow. That, you just spoke volumes about lessons for women to always remember, Maybe you do have to work a little harder to prove yourself, but you know what? That's okay. That's okay. It's- there's there's no reason to really complain. There's no reason to make it a problem. <laughs> That's okay because it can turn out to be, of course, in your favor. You've proven that. So thank yeah, absolutely. you.
1: Absolutely. You're welcome. Thank you. I mean, I, I think also because I've had to prove myself. Um, time and time again, that it's, it's like you said, it's not a problem. It's, it's innate in me. It's um, something that I'm so passionate about. And I love, and I love to help other women in business and promote other women in business. And I believe that every woman can set out and dream and they don't need to be handed anything. We just need um, the same opportunity, you know, and And, and we'll, we'll do a great job, you know? So just don't give me anything, just give me the opportunity.
0: Oh, I just love your positivity. Everything is just so forward thinking. Just always have a positive attitude because I don't know if, how often you're told this, but it certainly does come forward. It certainly is present to me with everything you're saying that just, I'm looking at you, you have a positive outlook your face, your voice, your mannerisms. So I hope that you're told this quite often because I am certainly feeling it. So thank oh, you. Thank you.
1: Thank you thank for that. Your welcome.
0: message is just so bright and positive And so thank you. Other than your father, did you have mentors when you were growing up or now in the business world?
1: I would say other than my dad, my mom was yes. my mentor because my dad gave me the encouragement and he was patient with me. My mom was a school teacher oh, and God she gave her. me <laughs> she and she was a school teacher in the Bronx. And she was just a little bitty petite, five foot two-inch woman, you know, very skinny. And she used to go every day, you know, leave the apartment at seven in the morning. And she was a tough tough cookie. She is a tough cookie. So she gave me the discipline, you know, that I needed. And my dad gave me, and I'm extraordinarily compassionate. I'm like, I walk in New York City right now and I want to pick up people off the street when I see homeless people. You know, my mom was a lot more harder. You know, she believes that, you know, everybody has the same opportunity and, you know, but I'm more of a mush. I believe that not everybody has the same opportunity and you have to give people where, you know, they don't have the opportunity, whether it be financially, emotionally, um, environmentally. I mean, there's all different situations where people come from. And I just believe that if you give people what my dad gave me, and that's the gift of patience and time, that you can help, you know, people, help human beings. And I mean, that's kind of my mission in my head in life, help people, you know, get, pick themselves up because there's so many people that are down right now. Oh, wow. I, you know,
0: your mother sounds like an amazing woman. So God bless her, number one, for being, teacher, <laughs> for being a teacher, for being a teacher. I don't think they get enough praise. Uh, You're uh, right. They don't get enough pay. So just, just show <laughs> sure. her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you across the board <laughs> for that. And uh, you echo exactly how I felt to still feel, but I lost my mother a long time ago, but. She was just the same way. I, I, I've always said that I'm the woman I am today because of my mother. So it sounds like your mother is, is. a lot yes. like my mother was. So I, I lost, lost
1: my dad, and you know, every day, like I was just on the job site this morning, and every day he's with me. Every day, you know, even when the going gets tough, I hear my dad. I hear his voice. I feel his presence, um, and he always tells me to keep going. And that's why, you know, I wrote. I don't know if you know, but I have a novel out, yes. um, Heels of Steel, and. This book was really dedicated to my dad because um, he gave me that that inspiration to be able to to do it. He I really love, did.
0: <laughs> I love the book. I love the I love the I love everything about the book. So right now, let's just stop right now and and tell the, the listeners the name of the book again and a little bit about it. Okay.
1: Um. So the book is called Heels of Steel, and it's about a girl from the Bronx, Bridget Steele. And it's a story about her and her father oh. um, before he passes away oh. and about how she wants to be in the construction industry because she built these bunk beds oh. and how she, she comes into New York City and she starts a construction company, um, but she ends up going bankrupt. And it kind of follows the trage- trajectory of my um, experiences. You know, she builds a business, but then it doesn't work out. And really, she's broke. Um, and you know her parents don't have any money, but she picks herself back up and she rebuilds uh, this construction company and goes on to build one of the tallest skyscrapers in New yeah. York City.
0: It's a powerful and story. It is a powerful. It, it's a beautiful book. It's a powerful <laughs> story. And once you start reading it, you cannot stop. You cannot put it down.
1: Thank you. I want to give it away to one of your your listeners. Oh so, wow! Yeah. Thank you.
0: Okay. So for all of our had a toolkit. All right, everyone, go to I've Got a Secret with Robin to find out more information about how to enter. So thank and you. And I'm going to sign it.
1: I'm going to sign it oh, too. Sign it. Oh, that's so and wonderful. And I'm going to give one of your secret squads a toolkit oh. because it's important for women to be able to be self sufficient. And it comes with a hammer, oh. it comes with pliers, it comes with um, a little box opener so you can open your packages because everybody's getting packages these days. You have no idea how I walk
0: around the house every day with that with a box cutter. I know
1: I know (laughs) comes with a very nifty tape measure and a level (gasps) and hardware to hang your pictures and what else do we have here oh a wrench. I am dying I'm I'm going to I'm entering the contest (laughs) now. (laughs) I'm going to send you one anyway, Robin. And some hex keys because, you know, the bicycles, the toys, um, all those things that the furniture you need to put together. So it's got a lot of stuff in here. And and the other thing it has is um, my little guidebook teaching you how to do 10 things in the home that you've always wanted to do but were afraid to ask.
0: That is, (laughs) And a great bag. And the precious bag, the beautiful bag. Okay, still listeners. Let me tell you, you do want to go to I've Got A Secret with Robin McGraw dot com and enter to win this tool. I want to say bag purse tote. <laughs> because yeah, tote is great. It's amazing. And it really does have everything you need. You're yeah, gonna everybody have should have this. The opportunity to build a home if you need to. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're, You're amazing. Welcome. I hope
1: it helps. You're I amazing. hope it helps.
0: Uh, love your it. secret squad. <laughs> Come on, secret squad. Get busy. So, on every podcast, I have what's called drink of the day, and one other thing we'll talk about later. But. The drink of the day today, of course, we can't enjoy it together because we're not together, but I still have to do it. Uh, The listeners can always go on I've Got a Secret with RobinGraw.com, and you get to see the drink put together. It's always a beautiful photo, and you get to see the recipe so you can make it yourself at home. And so now I'm going to talk about our drink of the day. Okay, the drink of the day is a spiked strawberry lemonade. And it's really, really beautiful. And it's something you build yourself because you could add or subtract some things and do whatever. So it's about constructing a beautiful drink of the day. Okay. It has one and a half ounces of vodka, three fresh strawberries sliced, one ounce of simple syrup, three ounces of lemonade. You add all of the ingredients and the ice into a shaker. You shake for 10 seconds. Then you pour it into a glass of your choice. Garnish with a fresh lemon wheel and some mint. It, oh, when it comes all together, it's so beautiful. It's the perfect time of year for it. It's something you can kind of construct yourself. You can choose what to add. You can take that vodka out if you want to.
1: The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts
0: and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people,
1: multi layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig.
0: The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Okay, so now let's move on, and I want to ask you a question. Where would someone even start with learning how to make do-it-yourself home repairs? What are some resources you would recommend?
1: I mean, I would definitely, the first thing I would do is have a toolkit. Because if if you read or you Google, you're not going to understand what it means to use a hammer, to use pliers and a wrench if you don't physically pick it up and Start, you have to start somewhere. So I always say like hang a picture. That hanging a picture is something that you can't really, um, you know, it's not electric, it's not plumbing, you're not going to flood your house or get, get hurt. So do something simple, get all the components because the biggest thing about why people don't want to use tools or do, do it yourself is because they always say, oh, I don't have this, I don't have the right tools right. or I, I didn't know I needed that. So like with the toolkit that you're giving away, in the book it says how to hang a picture, and everything that you need to hang a picture. So what I would do is make sure you have all the components to hang your picture. So you need a hammer, you need your picture hook, you need a tape measure, um, you might need some tape so you don't um, mess up your, your wall. Um, you need a level. I was just going to so say so level, make, those are so handy. Yeah. Make sure you have all your components. Make sure that you know know the position of where you want to hang your picture. And you can even a little tip of the day from me. If you want to just give it a a shot of where to pinpoint that picture, you take a piece of newspaper, right? And then take your picture and trace with the newspaper the size of your picture. And now you'll have the cutout from the newspaper of the size of your picture tape that newspaper on the wall okay then keep it on the wall take your picture and go right over it and nail and do everything and then pull the newspaper right out from under it Brilliant. and you, you'll you'll know exactly so those are like little tips and once you do this you'll be like it, it's it's such a feeling of you look at the wall and you look at where the picture was which is probably on the floor and you say to yourself oh my god I hung the picture myself. I did it. Yes. Okay, what's next? And you feel that that feeling of I did it. Ah. I love it. I love it
0: because yeah. some people would just automatically let it sit on the floor or lean against the wall until they've made that call to call the person they think they needed to hang the, exactly. the picture. They've spent the money now to pay this person to do it when in reality they could have done it themselves. And it's it's such
1: an accomplishment. Yeah, and, and this is a way to try. You can yes. try.
0: And you know what? I love when you suggested put together your toolkit, because it's a one-time thing. It's not like you buy something, use it, and it's and it, you've used it, you've got to replace it. No, a toolkit you have forever. That's forever. It's the yeah. basics. I love that. I love that. I actually yeah. have I uh, have a tool collection, that because I'm a I love doing renovations around my house. I love doing things myself. It's like, it's like, I'm going to take it on and I'm going to do it. And you're right. That accomplishment. I love your suggestion about that newspaper. And I have just one little tip and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like, and I've learned the hard way, of course, because I've done it, but I feel like a lot of times people hang their pictures too high. Yeah. Don't you think? It, it's surprising that when, when you put that piece of newspaper, which I've never heard that, and I think that's a phenomenal suggestion, <laughs> if you do put that piece of newspaper, it gives you the chance to look and go, wow, I would have hung the picture too high. Exactly. So I think if you, if you kind of play around and you lower it and look at it for a while, you'll see that you, you can hang one too high and it looks so much better. What you might think was too low is not too low. Live yeah. with it for a little bit, and you can see it. Art just looks so much better on the wall if it's lower than you
1: think you want it. Yeah, I job. think people walk around with high heels in their house. Maybe <laughs> and I they know. take
0: their shoes off, and they're if like, "Wait a minute, look still, If you have to look <laughs> at all to look up at a piece of art, it's too high. I think
1: exactly. Well, Especially the newspaper America. is a great way to like you know avoid putting a lot of holes in your wall. Yes. <laughs> Been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. It's like exactly, sometimes I right? have to hang
0: it too high because I've got so many holes to
1: cover. Another little tip, you can use um tape and you can take your hammer and your nail and, and uh hammer over the tape and that prevents chipping oh. around the paint of your of your wall. So that's another little little tip oh. I tell people. That's <laughs> a oh, great idea. And another way to measure exactly
0: where so that It's even. Is a lot of people will measure from the floor up, but I like to measure from the from the ceiling down. Why is that? Tell me if I'm doing it wrong.
1: No, I think you're doing it right. What's more uneven? What's baseboard? Well, that's a very good question. You know, Um, that's why you can use a level. Yes. You know, so your level can you know in that bubble, in between that bubble, it'll tell you. But um, nothing is very, nothing is ever perfectly level, but we always take it off of, um, you know, we use a laser. So I oh, can't I say see. that I we take that it off I that would really apply floor.
0: if you're hanging something side by side, really. It's yeah, really not I, I for use just one a, single piece of art.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it depends. You have a piece of furniture, you know, that you're centering it on. True. That's another thing. True. So... If you're centering it on that. I mean, I always take it off the ceiling too, so good. Good. I've been doing it right then. It's sometimes <laughs> I I sometimes
0: just honestly can just use my eye. I have a really critical eye, so sometimes I just look at it and go, oh, that's not right. That's not right. But then I
1: start measuring. <laughs> yeah, that, that works fine too. To <laughs> okay,
0: so let me ask you. How much money can someone save doing their own repairs and renovations, do you think? Like I don't I don't need to the penny, but Don't you think it's a pretty
1: good percentage? Yeah, absolutely. Like I just changed out all my HVAC filters. Like every season I will change out my own HVAC filters. I went onto Amazon or you can go onto any home center. You know, I looked into, I looked in the vents, I saw what sizes they are. I opened up the vents, ordered them. And instead of, so so right there, um, instead of paying a markup on materials, And paying labor for someone else to do it, which probably would have been about $350 to change all the filters. I mean, I did it for $50. That's amazing. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things you can do yourself. And um, I think it's important that, especially nowadays, you keep the air in your house as clean as possible. um, And you change out those filters. And those are things that you, you can easily do that yourself. Wow.
0: That's a very, very good tip. Uh, especially now when we want to keep everything, the air, our environment, very clean around us. Yeah. Very good idea. Even the refrigerator,
1: the refrigerator, um, you know, you can, you can vacuum um, the vents of the refrigerator and that helps save energy because, you know, it gets very dirty. Um, so, and and then, you know, also the dryer, obviously to clean the vents, I mean, to prevent a fire, you know, just to, basic maintenance in your house like you have to um, think about all the things that can go wrong or that you have to maintain in your house wow. um, and 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 keep it going so instead of paying someone I go around and look for things yes. you know to to do myself because everybody you know labor is expensive yes it is Girl. let me ask you this how many if someone was going to
0: start a renovation project at their home uh, how many different bids. How many different contractors or workers do you think a person should have come in and assess the work and give a bid? How many people, different people do you think they should call in?
1: So I always say between three and five in each trade. So in each trade, it depends if you're going to hire a general contractor. So if you have a little bit bigger renovation Um, and you're gonna hire a general contractor, I would say five. Um, If you are going to act as your own general contractor, and that means, okay, I am going to um, renovate my bathroom. Mm -hmm. So you have to know what you need. You need electrical, you need plumbing, you're gonna probably need tile work, um, you're going to need painting, um, you're gonna need the fixtures. So, So for example, plumbing okay? I would get at least three bid, three plumbing bids. I would get at least three electrical bids, painting, you know, tile. Uh, and then very important, I make sure that all of the subcontractors have updated and viable insurance uh-huh. that it's in force because anybody can give you an insurance certificate, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it takes only minutes to call the insurance company to make sure that the policy is really in force. I love that. Really important. Yeah. Because you don't want to get in a situation where somebody gets hurt in your house. That's right. um, and they, and they sue you or they cause a fire or something like that. So it's very important to make sure that Wonderful. that's enforced.
0: So, so, so the number one step is do your homework. And by doing your homework, make sure their insurance is updated. Yeah. And and is there anything specific in that insurance policy that is just imperative that you need to make sure they have?
1: Yeah. So um, there's two things. There's the general liability uh-huh. part of it, which is the liability in case something happens to your home or they cause damage to your home. Um, and then there's the workers' compensation part. And that is any of the workers that they've employed – to do your work um, to make sure that they're covered in case they get hurt on the job or if they fall off a ladder or they get electrocuted, God forbid, or something like that happens, their workers' compensation policy goes into force and pays for them to go to the hospital to get you know, medical um, coverage so you don't have to uh, be worried about that. What kind of a website would
0: someone go to to find out this kind of information?
1: Um, you can go to, um, in your local town where you live, there's um, the Department of Buildings. Mm-hmm. So you can go into the Department of Buildings in your local town, or go online rather, mm-hmm. and research the kind of, um, the type of licenses, mm-hmm. or if anybody's um, had a, you um, you know, a bad check mark against them, Um, you would find out from from that. But um, I would definitely go on to my local building department Mm -hmm. and get all the local rules and regulations associated with that
0: specific area. At what point in a renovation do you think it's important to not be your own contractor and to hire someone to manage the project? Does that make sense? Like, how big of a um, project can you manage yourself? home do you think one room and that or what at what point do you think it would be wise to hire someone to manage the renovations
1: i mean there's always like a test that i give people about their level of diy knowledge So if you have no idea about anything regarding construction, my first thing I would say to you is get some knowledge before you hire anyone, Uh because you don't want to be taken advantage of. And, you know, the more that, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. Right. So no matter what you're doing, if you're hiring somebody from the outside, um, you should have basic knowledge. But I would say you can do things yourself like um, painting that's something that you can hire a painting contractor and uh, know the questions to ask. Um, You know, what color should I use, Um, the light, how it hits my room, what kind of lighting I have, what kind of sheen I want in my room. If I want high gloss or, you know, eggshell or flat or do I have a lot of divots in my wall or imperfections in my wall? I mean, these are things you can easily read about Uh and acquire the knowledge that you need pretty quickly. Anything Hmm. to do with like electrical and plumbing and um, concrete masonry foundations, um, Definitely you should not tackle on your own. Anything structural, you should not tackle on your own. Um, If you're going going to be like resanding the floors, you can do something like that on your own. Um, Wallpaper you can do on your own, but just You know, anything, I would say finishes, Uh I would call that finishes to a room, Uh no problem. Uh When you start to change walls, take down walls, like God forbid you don't know if it's a bearing wall. Uh You know, you want to enlarge your room and maybe it's a bearing wall to your house. You know, Uh you should know that. And novices don't know something like that. I love that. I think that is such
0: valuable information. Um, one, One more question I wanted to ask you about taking on a project yourself or hiring someone to come in. How do you feel about or or and is this ever done? Because I really I just thought of this as you were saying this. How do subcontractors, a painter, an electrician, god forbid anyone would do that not knowing how to do electricity, but how do those subcontractors feel about you asking them to come in and paying them to do a consultation? Basically telling you exactly what you just said, giving you the list of everything you needed to know. I, and I'm kind of thinking of as a as the painter, like coming in, do they do that such a, that that thing? Would they do something like that coming in and saying, okay, Robin, here's what you have to do so that when you paint this room, you're going to get exactly what you want. Do you know the difference between the type of paint, flat, you know, enamel sheen, that kind of thing? Do you know how to look for the divots? Do, do painters ever Come in and consult and then you pay them a small fee and they leave and now you know everything you need to know
1: well i don't think any subcontractor or professional in this business should charge for knowledge Mm. i mean i never do i think it's just part of what is expected so i mean and that would make someone like me or you or any homeowner want to hire someone that gives away knowledge you know for no charge so if somebody came in and, and, you know, if I had three people and one is going to take the time to teach me, you know, something about the things that I should look for, then, you know, I would probably hire them over the other two contract painting exactly. contractors. Exactly. And then the first mistake you make, then you're going to
0: call him and go, okay, I tried it. <laughs> I failed. Get over here. Exactly. Make it perfect. Okay. So in your exactly. opinion, is there any way to make renovations fun?
1: I think so. I mean, I always think renovations are fun. I mean, you know, if you, if you, um, you know, get excited, do a mood board. If you do a mood board and say, okay, you know, I have this really drab tile right now, or I have this, this wall, or my curtains are like, just, you know, dusty and old, like create this mood board and do it like with, you know, a family member or a friend and get excited about like what you envision like this new room to look like. So yeah, it could be really exciting. You know, change in a home is great. So I would, I always say create a mood board to get you inspired and excited. That's a
0: great idea. That is Mm -hmm. such a great idea because, you know, I'll be honest with you. I love change and I love doing renovations and changing things around our home. And Philip cannot stand anything but he doesn't mind the end result. He just doesn't like to have anything to do with the process. And I so I I understand that. I accept that. So I plan everything that I have done around the home when he's gone. If if he has a business trip or he's gonna join the boys and go fishy, whatever, whatever. When he's out of town, I then that's when I bring in the crew. The minute he pulls out of that driveway, bam, (laughs) that crew, you know, a line of trucks and whatever come up the driveway. And so if scaffolding, for instance, is in my house or rugs are rolled back and there's tarp on the floor, I actually, like, get a high from it. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) I get really excited. He, however, would just go, it would be just horrible for him so what is that mess yeah yes it's (laughs) like I can't live around this I can't stand this what's this going to be done what's going to be done and I totally understand that I embrace that so fun for some people is not fun for others so I think it's important that you plan it when everyone in the home can accept it
1: (laughs) exactly exactly and then and then you could do the big reveal when he gets back from his trip (laughs) exactly sometimes
0: (laughs) I've done it I've gotten it all back and cleaned up when he's walked in. And uh, quite honestly, he could walk through the room and not even notice it's been changed. <laughs> It'll take him a few days and I'll go, sweetheart, do you not notice the entire room is a different color?
1: <laughs> and he'll go, oh, yeah. That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It is different. I mean, but, some people just, you know, they have no aptitude for these things, you know, him. and that's he, why. you will be the first every, to say,
0: all my taste is in my mouth. <laughs>
1: i never heard dare. that before, that's funny.
0: And he totally supports me doing it. He, he loves that I love it and that I have that design flair. But so what are some fun, creative things you've seen people do around their homes?
1: Oh, what have I seen? I mean, I don't know if you can see it from here, but I I made a little Moroccan area of my home. I don't know if you can see. I, I can see, see it. Can you see it? Oh. No, A little bit over there. See the Moroccan lights up there. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so I mean, I always say carve out a little spot in your in your home and make it yours. It's like it's like a man or a woman cave. Yeah. Um, yep. So so make something like that's a little bit um, eccentric for yep. for your for your house. I mean, I have a pretty you know white and bright house, but over there it's like very Moroccan. It's gorgeous. You know. It just makes it a little bit like interesting, and I I love it. I love to do things that are a little different in in the nook of a of a a room, Uh and that's what I enjoy over there. I love writing over there and just lounging out. (laughs) You
0: know what? I have a feeling I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say this, and you don't have to respond. But I feel like if we were together, we would become new best friends.
1: I was gonna say you know you and I both of us I mean we could talk about renovation yes. and design yes. all day long yes. and you know yes. just talking about contractors yes. and who's what are we gonna do to the different rooms yes. and you know it's exciting it's fun. Yes I feel like I could walk
0: through your home and just go and just just almost hyperventilate and you would probably do the same thing in my home because I feel like we could appreciate every little detail just yeah especially
1: with that drink that you mentioned as long as i have that drink in my hand i'm still salivating about that drink that you mentioned before yeah i'm just gonna switch the vodka for tequila (laughs) i love tequila too that happens to be yeah that's what what, tequila yeah that's what that
0: would have to happen for me but
1: yeah me too you know what
0: i think after this episode for this episode i may have to post on the website what I did for my grandchildren's bedroom here at our home. It is the cutest thing, it is so sweet. Our grandson's name is London. So I had made a double-decker London bus for his bed. Uh, Oh, I wanna see that. It is the cutest thing, it is the cutest thing. It's it's a double-decker. Is it red? It's red. It's double-decker, the bottom level is his bed, so it's kind of open. the top, looks like the top of a bus. It has a, a bed, you can sleep at it, but it has a bunch of pillows, and it has the, across the top of it, it says London's Sightseeing Tours, and it is just the cutest thing. He, there's, a, at the front of yeah. it, he, he can sit in it and, as if he's driving the bus. It pops the horn, his license oh! plate, that is, his, is amazing. Are his initials and his I birth date. Can't. It is just the at the front of the bed has his destination board as if the destination of the of the tours. And it starts with it has Beverly Hills. It doesn't start with Beverly Hills, it actually has this the city they live in here in California. And then it lists Beverly Hills, because we live in Beverly Hills. And then the third destination is where his other grandparents live which I will disclose but and the fourth <laughs> destination is their favorite place to go on vacation so it's so fun and it was so cute and it was so much fun doing oh, it. Oh,
1: you have to send me a picture. I'm, I, I would I'm just love to. to see that. I'm going to I would send love to you see that. Oh my God. Room. That sounds so... amazing. And I know congratulations are in order that your son just got engaged. So that's amazing. Yes. You have a lot of great things to Thank be thankful for. You. Thank you. For all my Secret Squad listeners, we're talking about uh, our,
0: <sighs> I was talking about London, the son of our oldest son, Jay, and our precious daughter in law, Erica. That's their youngest son. Le- only son London they have Avery and London our two grandchildren. Well, now we're talking about our youngest son Jordan, who just this last weekend announced his engagement to be married or so That's excited to Morgan Stewart. so we are so proud and so happy to have been able to announce that they announced it over the weekend, the Fourth of July weekend. they got engaged the day before and then announced it and we're so happy for him and so happy for her and the two of them. We we love Morgan. And what's really fun about it is they dated 10 years ago. So, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They, were, they dated for, I think, a couple of years, actually. We just adored her then, and we adore her even more. And they uh, broke up, you know, it was 10 years ago. They broke up and went on with their lives, and they got back together in the last year and they're engaged, they're going to be married, and we could not be happier. So that is you. so
1: sweet. Ah, oh, I
0: love it. Meant to be. Love Meant it. to be. And we Meant are to be. so happy. So well, thank you. Hopefully I'll be next one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, I think you will. You just put that out there, so I think that's going to happen. <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you something. What are some takeaways from your career that you can share with the secret squad? So, I mean, it's not over, but... So what, what yeah.
1: are some of the takeaways that you'd like to share with them? This is my most important one. Well, I have a couple. Okay. Number one, never take no for an answer. Love it. And let me tell you how many times I've been told no in my life. It's I can't count. So never take no for an answer because if you just go with the word no, then you'll never realize what you might have achieved. So so many people told me, no, you will not be able to run a construction company, start a construction company, do this. It's impossible. You have no family in it. You have no resources. And if I would have listened to them, I never would be here talking to you right Uh now. So that is something that I really believe from my heart. Never take no for an answer. Um, Always be kind, no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, um, always be kind. Um, I know everybody. You know, there's always like you know, bad days and good days. Right. But if, at the heart of it, always be a kind soul because I believe that what that always comes back to you. Um, give people the time of day, patience. Um, the other thing is is to um, have perseverance. You know. And what I mean by perseverance is just because you don't make it the first time around, because you probably won't, um, or the second time, maybe not the third time, and you might fail miserably, never quit. Get up, you know, maybe you want to take a day off or, you know, cry, do whatever you have to do, but get back to it and I believe that if you don't quit you will eventually achieve success and it'll be you know it'll be the type of success that is so it feels so good deep in your core that you'll be able to do so much with that spirit that you've kind of like it's a foundation you know it's a foundation that's so important to everything in life not only building I mean everything in construction is based on a, found, a strong foundation but that's everything in life is based relationships business construction everything so that's why I always tell people perseverance determination don't quit don't take no for an answer it's something that I say over and over and over in my head because God always you, know, you have good days and bad days and you might feel that way. That's true. But just That's don't. Don't do it. Just <gasps> keep going.
0: That is very, very good solid advice. I think it's so <laughs> true. And I, I, I think it's great advice. Thank you. And you're just, Thank you. <laughs> it, it, it just sounds like just the most solid advice because you're right. No one's gonna succeed every time. You have yeah. to, you have to <laughs> accept the fact that life is not a success only journey.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is like opportunity takes you many different places. Like even though you might not think that this is a great opportunity or you're not going to make money, take the opportunity, you know, see where it leads. You know, there's just so many doors that are open for you and so many things that you can learn from and take away and just don't be focused. I always tell people, don't be focused on money all the time. You know, money will come, you know, you need money obviously to eat and the basics, but don't hang your hat on money. Hang your hat on being passionate about what you love to do and, and the money will come. That's right. know, that's what I always tell people. Don't you agree that I
0: think it's also wise. I say this only from experience of being 66 years old. And so you, Through life, we all learn certain lessons. And one thing I feel like I've learned is you can't be transfixed on one way of thinking. You can't decide that this is the only way I'm going to make this a success. You have to have an open mind and be ready for the success, the, the real prize to come in a way you never thought it would. You yeah, never, yeah. So be open, just as you said, yeah. be open and take every opportunity presented to you because you never know if you're you never fixed know. on one way that you think it's going to happen, you're going to miss those, all of those little baby steps that is actually the way it's going to happen, is actually yeah. going to take you to the success that you're looking for. So be open. Yeah
1: be open. Yep. And, and have this vision. Like I always have a vision, you know, like I, in my head, I paint, you know, I think you and I are probably very visual. Yes. So I, I'm always painting pictures in my mind and like kind of playing what I want things to look like. And even though they might not look like that today, right. you know, if I keep my eye on this vision, I feel like I eventually get there. Yes. You know, <laughs>
0: yes, I agree. I agree. And you, and you don't, have to be, you don't have to have that ability to be visual because you're right. I am. I can visualize ahead of how something's going to turn out or how I think it should look. I, I do have that ability. And as I was saying before, Philip doesn't have that ability. And so I understand that. So I, I will try to describe it to him and he so appreciates that. So sometimes you have to turn to those who can help you, you know, yeah. ask questions or... Go to the experts or go to those who just have that ability, but always be open to suggestions and open to others. Don't think you have to do it all by yourself as well.
1: Well, that's a great point, Robin, because I always say, know your strengths and weaknesses. You know, that's kind of what you were just saying. I mean, know your strengths and weaknesses and go to the people because you can't be good at everything. So know what you're good at and... Go to the people to help you with what you're not good at, you know? So have that open mind. (laughs) I just love this.
0: So we've come to a place now in the podcast that I was talking about earlier, two things I love to do on every podcast. And now it's the game we play. I always love to play a game that really is focused on the topic of the podcast. So how do you like playing games? (laughs)
1: I mean, sometimes quizzes um, are fun. Well,
0: Uh, I always like to make these fun. So this is all about our topic for today. And this game is called To Do It Yourself or Not To Do It Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to read off some home repairs and renovations. And you're going to tell us if a do-it-yourself beginner should attempt to fix it themselves or if they should call in some help. So this kind of goes back to my question I asked earlier, and I think this is going to be more of a fun part of it. So the key here is beginner. I'm sure you can do everything on this list without breaking even a sweat. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe some of our listeners are going to really have some fun with this. So number one, no water coming out of the sink. Is that something that they should do it themselves to fix, or do they want to call in the expert?
1: Okay, this is part of something that everybody should know in their. If, if you rent a home, own a home, you should know where your local shutoff valve is. Okay? So maybe if, if it's at your bathroom sink, um, if it's the valve, and this is another tip, Lefty, loosey, righty, tighty. I love that. So, right to tight, tighten, close, left to loosen, or open. So, if there's no water coming out of the sink, the first thing I might do is check the local shutoff valve. Okay. If that doesn't work, then I would say, okay, something is wrong with the main shutoff valve. I would call the plumber. Oh, wonderful. It's so cute. Because I, uh-huh. I just
0: taught my granddaughter the Lefty Lucy Righty Tighty, and when I, when I she was trying to close something, and I said, "Oh, Avery, Lefty Lucy Righty Tighty," and she looked at me like, oh, "You did?
1: What? Oh my what? God! How cute!" What?
0: And then I said, "Yeah, Lefty," and explained it to her. And she was like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> I think she'll remember that the rest of her life. She was so excited. Yeah. To okay. Number two, you want to change your
1: backsplash. Oh. That's, I would definitely, okay, this is something you can do yourself. Great. You can do it yourself. Absolutely. You might not get it perfect. You might not get it perfect. Because if you have to make cuts, if you don't have, you know, if you say you're doing subway tiles, okay, um, there's going to be a point where you're not going to be able to get the full tile somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to have to make a cut. So, but you can definitely do it yourself. Oh good, so, yes. I think that would be a really fun job. Okay, number three, <laughs> the fridge won't get cold. Well, that goes back to my, maybe you need to vacuum, oh. you know, the refrigerator because it's got a lot of gook and so you can try that. Um, but it could be the condensers, you know, and that could be something that the motor um, isn't something else. So it depends on the age of your refrigerator. So you have to look at those things. So I would say call in the professional. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of agree because, I mean, you can't really look under it or behind it because it's so heavy. So yeah. Let's call the professional. Okay, number four,
1: your stove won't light up. That's mm-hmm. no you know, when it comes to, okay, so if it's a gas stove, do you have a gas stove? Do you have an electric stove? Those are my two two questions, and I don't like to mess around with gas or electric, um, so I, my initial thing is to call a professional.
0: Agree, agree. Okay, number five. You want to refurbish your sofa, like I'm going to say, I'm going to change that to reupholster your sofa, and I can't wait to hear what you say about this because I actually have, so- a, an I, it's not a sofa, but something I'm thinking of taking on my own and reupholstering it, so have you ever done that?
1: Do it. We- Yes, and you can do it yourself. I've made a headboard before. Um, It's a lot of fun, actually. It's not something that you should be afraid of. You need some bat insulation to make it nice and you like cushiony. Um, You need the fabric. You need a great staple gun. Um, So yeah, it's something that I think you can do yourself. Okay, so the last
0: question. The garbage disposal is broken. Who? who Oh, definitely the
1: professional.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to take that on. No, no way, no way, that's dangerous. Oh my heavens. Okay, so listen, you have been so much fun. I feel like I've kept you probably longer than I should have because you have been so informative. Like I feel like now I can, even though I have been, believe it or not, Philip and I built a home in Dallas before we moved out here, we we had numerous homes in, in Texas and we built the home we actually moved out of to move out here, and I was the contractor. I hired all the subcontractors. You did? Yes, yes, I designed the whole house. I took everything I wanted in the home, drew it and did everything, and went to the architect, and he said, I've never had anyone come so prepared with every detail of a home I mean I researched I had photos I had everything every detail of every room he did one redraw of the of the of the plans and we were ready to build and wow. I I was the contractor and I've never enjoyed anything more and it took 9 months to build the house
1: So this is your home that you're living in now No it was the one we were living in when we moved out here we
0: moved out of that home to move uh. here and I never enjoyed anything more than than taking that project on and my one little secret, I will share with everyone. Every Monday, I would go check, I would go check, make sure everyone showed up for work. I would go every day, of (laughs) course, and check on the job, this and that. And I would ask them, what's your favorite pie? (laughs) And they all knew on Friday, they were all gonna get their favorite pie
1: really anybody want peach pie because peach pie is my favorite pie. oh how fun i did have to
0: have a few peach pies but believe it or not the majority would be a chocolate cream pie or banana cream ah. pie i did a few apple pies but pie. i did not make them all myself but <laughs> i delivered some pies every friday because we all know the secret to a man's heart is through his stomach it's I true. would always ask what's your favorite pie and Friday's simple they got creatures What's pie favorite pie maybe that helped maybe it didn't but I have to tell you I never enjoyed anything more with, than taking that project on. so
1: yeah, I love so to rich. build. I, I I can I'm looking for a project right now. I mean I love to build homes. I like to take them out of the ground and build from scratch. So I'm always looking for land to build and you know I built the house that I live in now and it's 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 a pretty rewarding feeling to know that you built the place that you're living in. I
0: totally agree with you. I totally agree, but you know, <sighs> This has unfortunately brought us to the end of this episode. And Uh, I'm really really sad. I want to thank you. I know. I want to thank you so much for all of the helpful tips today because I think the secret squad is ready for all of them to be (laughs) do-it-yourself divas. That was my goal, and I think everyone out there is definitely do-it-yourself divas by now. Can you tell everyone where to find out more information about you and your businesses?
1: Sure. Well, Robin, you can go on to Instagram and I am at Miss Barbara Kay, M-S, Barbara Kay. Um, you can also check out my tool line. It's Diva, D-I-Y-V-A by Barbara K. And um, you can check out my books. Um, I have three books out Heels of Steel and Two Home Improvement books, and they're all available on Amazon. Love it. And uh, if you want to look for me for my construction company, just to kind of see what projects we're building, that's Evergreen Construction, and we're located in New York City. And uh, if you want to look for me for my construction company, just to kind of see what projects we're building, that's Evergreen Construction, and we're located located in New York City but yeah I mean so so anyone that uh, wants to get in touch with me they usually do it through uh, Instagram I get a lot of messages through there so well that's
0: wonderful so secret squad if you liked this episode make sure to leave a comment and subscribe I read all of your comments I love it it's one of my favorite things to do every day. And visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for, well, a lot of extras from this episode. So I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.